The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent, including Olas Media. Olas Media. Wage Justice, a series designed to help you navigate wage law. From mediation to trial, this special three-part series peels back the layers. If you're facing the hardship of wage theft by an employer, your journey to reclaiming what you've earned begins here. This is Overdue Overtime, presented by Summer Schwartz. And now, here's your host, Justin Isaac. Welcome to Overdue Overtime, presented by Summer Schwartz. My name is Justin Isaac, and I am your host. So let's kick it right off the bat with what is mediation? Um, Jason, do you want to take this one? Sure. Thanks, Justin. So mediation is a process whereby the parties get together with a third party, which is called a mediator. And the goal is to explore possible settlement terms for the lawsuit. And that's essentially what mediation is. There's a lot of different uh, things that happen in a mediation. There's a lot we can talk about, about being prepared for mediation. Of course, what the expectations are, uh, what the worker's role is. But essentially, mediation is where the parties agree to meet with the help of a third party, a neutral, if you will, called a mediator, and explore settlement ideas. And so is, someone just can't say, I'm a third party, so I'm going to be the, the mediator. There's kind of a process for this. And do you, do you have to be licensed? You know, there's a lot of different uh, criteria for a mediator, which is to say there's no one special criteria or, or no single qualification. I don't uh, know of any licensure requirements for mediation, although typically mediators are either attorneys or retired judges. You don't have to be. And mediators are experts in facilitating communication and dispute resolution. They don't have to necessarily be experts in the area of law that uh, are at issue in the lawsuit, for example, the wage and hour or class action, but it certainly helps. Sometimes mediators are handpicked by the court. Some judges have particular mediators that they like for particular cases, but most of the time it's a uh, agreeable or an agreement between the lawyers that are handling the lawsuit on behalf of the plaintiff and the defendant They'll compare names, uh, maybe uh, talk about schedules and see who's available. A lot of mediators uh, develop reputations and become extremely busy. So getting them scheduled is a problem. There's a whole host of, of considerations that go into selecting a mediator. Uh, we, we typically mediate our class action cases. It's a favored type of resolution process in the class action world. And I would say we probably, between the, uh, the 10 or so lawyers that we have at Summer Schwartz uh, that work in class actions, we do about uh, 15, uh, maybe even 20 mediations a year. But let's back up for a moment just to make sure that, you know, we describe what's, what's actually happening at a mediation. You know, you, you mentioned, Justin, that it's one of the three uh, 
methods for resolving a case that we're going to talk about today. Um, but maybe maybe it's good to just explain how um, a mediation comes about and what's actually happening. So what happens is the parties to the lawsuit spend a year or more taking depositions of witnesses, which are live interviews, if you will, looking at documents, making arguments to the court to either limit or, or not limit the case and, and apply certain laws. Mediation comes at the end, typically, of all that. That's, that's usually when mediation takes place. And so both sides will agree on a mediator. They'll select a date. And then they'll prepare a written summary and attach what they think are the key pieces of evidence. So the mediator then has a date on the calendar. They get the written summaries and they'll they'll review both sides. And they do this so that they can be prepared to uh, meet privately with each party. And that's primarily what happens throughout the day of mediation is that you're in private session with the mediator or you're all alone with just your colleagues and your client waiting for the mediator to conclude a private session with the other side. And throughout the day, the mediator will discuss the strengths and weaknesses of your case, um, what it, what open questions of law or fact are out there, um, maybe what type of damages are recoverable. Some might be stronger than others. And you really explore what, together, uh, you and the mediator think the case is going to look like at trial. And that's kind of the exercise for about three quarters of the day. And he or she will be doing exactly the same thing in the other room with the, uh, with the defendant employer. And then we all kind of chuckle because right around 3.30, it seems like every, uh, every mediation, the dollar numbers uh, start to get more real. And when I talk about the dollar numbers throughout the day, each side will be, you know, negotiating uh, a dollar number for the proposed settlement. And the, and the kind of the last phase is everyone's talked to their blue in the face. Every, everybody has heard the mediator say over and over again, what are good and bad about the case. And then ultimately, you know, the last couple hours of a full day mediation really involve the final negotiations to see if you can get a settlement. Uh, on a particular dollar number. The mediator, in contrast to a jury, has no power to rule on the case to declare a winner or a loser. If, if a mediator exhibits bias or a whole host of other poor qualities for dispute resolution, like anger or ignorance, hostility, all it is doing is undercutting their ability to gain trust and, uh, and to move the parties closer and closer to a resolution. So are there any, uh, are there pros and cons to mediation? Certainly are. Um, you know, the, the, the pros from our perspective are that we can avoid a trial and we retain some control. So what did I just say? You lose all control in front of a jury. A jury is literally there to declare a winner or loser. And in mediation, you don't have that situation a mediated settlement is completely voluntary, and it's up to the parties to agree to it. One of the big advantages of mediation is you still retain some control. It's, it's a process to reach a negotiated settlement. 
It's also uh, much faster than waiting for a trial. Uh, judges take a long time to get uh, trial dates. Preparing for trial is expensive and takes a lot of uh, a lot of preparation. And so a mediation is usually faster and cheaper. And then the other thing that mediation, especially in wage and hour cases in, in our firm, is oftentimes we don't have to literally wait until the end of a case. We've done a lot of call center cases, for example, or uh, what are called donning and doffing cases where people have to put on gear before they work. Um, there's regular rate cases where the, where the employer hasn't counted all your dollars in terms of figuring out how much to pay you over time. We've done a lot of these types of cases. And so once the defense lawyer sees that Summer Schwartz is on the case, and, and we've done so many of these cases, they get with their client. They take a good hard look at what the alleged wrongdoing is. Maybe speak with a few of the key personnel at the defendant's uh, shop. And I would say probably 30, 40% of the time, they approach us and discuss going to mediation as a first order of business. That's a big advantage, obviously. That, that can take what is otherwise a three or four year lawsuit process and, and compact it down into less than a year, maybe a year and a half. Interesting, interesting. Well, for more information, uh, go to summerspc.com, S-O-M-M-E-R-S-P-C.com. And thank you for listening to Overdue Overtime. We hope you enjoyed this clip about mediation. Stay tuned for the full episode. Olas Media.